0: this episode is brought to you by bullet wealth it's a new youtube channel it's got a lot of interesting facts about like financial advice it's hosted by scott merrick he's the owner of Wealth, a wealth management company and so he has the experience and the know-how very entertaining you can get a nice little financial segmented education if you go to bullet wealth youtube check it out this episode is also brought to you by sheath the underwear of legends it is the underwear with the dual pouch system one pouch for one part of the male anatomy another for the other part of the male anatomy not only is the underwear the most comfortable underwear you'll ever wear but it also has the most stylish designs and patterns the fabrics actually have a cooling effect when you put them on for the very first time. Your body will thank you because it's one of the hottest parts of your body. So cooling it down with these special fabrics that she provides is a nice experience. The proof is in the pudding. We have a 100% money back guarantee on the very first pair. If you don't like it, we'll send you your money back. Go to sheathunderwear.com, use promo code RPG, and save 20%. We appreciate your support. Back to the show.
1: Welcome to the
0: RPG Podcast. And we are live. Oh, God, Pat! Presented by Sheath, a time wheel production. You sound great. Right, thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should be on the radio. Yeah. We're here with Gilbert Smith from victory MMA, one of the, a former UFC fighter, ultimate fighter challenger two times. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're the coach at victory MMA. And that's where I was going. To, you know, when I was going and training yeah. and it was awesome. I love that. Yeah. And you're a great coach.
1: <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been blessed to have a decent MMA career considering when I started, I started pretty old. So, so accomplished some of the things that I accomplished. Uh, I'm, I'm, I've am I'm had a blessed career. And, you know, I was able to get into the sport, you know, when I wanted to, and I got out of the sport also when I wanted to. So uh, now I'm just a coach, and I'm trying to help other people live out their MMA dreams.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's, when you started coaching, were you just you you started the gym. Did you think you would have like fighters that you're developing to become professionals? And was yeah. that the goal?
1: Yeah, you know, I actually started coaching early on in my fight career, so I always had fighters. A lot of it mm-hmm. was built around the fact that I had to teach people to fight, so I had training partners. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh huh. So, you know, so from there it just developed, and and it got to a point that it became a viable business, uh, so I could dedicate all of my time to.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'm over here thinking, like you said, you started late and and I th- that's because you were in the army, right?
1: Right. Right. Uh, you know, I started late because, uh, you know, my, I didn't have my first fight until I was 27. But my first amateur fight. Yeah. You know, so that's like that's old you know uh for the for the sport of MMA for the sport of fighting especially these days right you know you, you, you get kids making it all up to the UFC already with like 10 fights by the time they're 23 mm-hmm. uh, so i didn't have my first amateur fight till i was 27 but um but when i started fighting i was i was grinding man i was i was pushing it i was fighting i was winning and i just didn't stop so i was able to knock out a significant amount of fights in within a short amount of time and from there, I was, uh, you know, I got picked up for the ultimate fighter.
0: You're on the radar. Yeah. What is, how, how, do, I have all these pictures of like Chuck Liddell over there where mm. he's like that victory pose. And if you look over here, you can't really see, but Ferguson's there and this mm-hmm. other dude down here, this, that right after the win, mm-hmm. right when you knock somebody out. What, I mean, what is that like? You know?
1: I mean, what's it like or what is it like? Uh, I mean, my celebration, like, like, like,
0: like, I mean, it's, it's gotta be the, probably one of the, it's like, you're at the top of the mountain.
1: Right. I don't know. Okay. I, I I see what you're saying. You want to know what's the, what's the emotional state? Honestly, yeah. man, a lot of it is just relief. Ooh. When you spend so much time training, cutting weight, preparing, oh, yeah. thinking about this guy, all the anxiety, the bad thoughts coming into your mind saying, what if I lose? What if I get knocked out? What if I get hurt? Um, a lot of it is just like, <laughs> ah, it's over. I won. You just, you just elated and relaxed for a split second. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. You extremely excited. You running around screaming, you flexing in front of the cameras, you know, depending on what your celebration style is. Right. But I think honestly, the biggest thing, is you're just happy that it's over. Right. And you're like, okay, I did what I said I was going to do and I did it well.
0: Um, yeah, that, well... Okay, so the relief, the elation, um, and it's over, yeah, but and so then, how long do you wait before you get back on the bike, so to speak?
1: I mean for me uh, i I never stopped training, you know, sure. if I fought Saturday, I'm back in the gym Monday, wow. a lot of it had to deal with the fact that I was coaching, uh-huh. so i was I was running the business, so I didn't have the time to take a week off or two weeks off and just disappear from the gym. And get fat. Yeah, and get fat. I mean I probably did get fat honestly, but excuse me. But um but I was back in the gym, uh teaching and coaching and getting other people prepared for some competition, maybe a jiu jitsu tournament or 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 their own fight.
0: And um, people have like Patty the Batty has yeah. been on he's been winning. Right. And he you know and people have been uh his when he's done, like, it's controversial, like how
1: he puts he just, on so much weight, right, right, right.
0: And well, I'm reading this book called atomic habits by somebody and, and I forget his name. Sorry. Yeah. And, uh, it's not it, he talks about not doing these goals where you you work real hard, achieve the goal and stop. Mm. And uh, you know, you want to make it a lifestyle. Right. And I in the way you're talking about your career and it, it's it, to me it fits more in the line of a champion based on what I'm reading in this book, but you know, everybody has,
1: well, world. I mean, uh, obviously patty the batty, like, you know, from like, uh, from his last fight, you know, uh, he did get pretty big, you know, he got pretty fat and he cu- caught a lot of flack and people was body shaming him, fat shaming him or whatever the case can be. Cause they have such a high expectation for a world-class athlete. Um, you know, I, I can't really uh point the finger at him and say, you know, he's not living the right lifestyle because I did get big too, you know, between fights. A lot of people uh, do. Um and How uh, could
0: you not? You've cut you're cutting so much weight, you're working so hard. I mean you need to celebrate a
1: yeah, little bit. Yeah, I, I typically go from like one seventy back when I fought at one seventy to um to easily like two ten. And, uh... and and, and it's like a short amount of time.
0: That gives me a perspective. So you the are, is like Kamaru Usman like the same size as you about? Or what do, would you say?
1: Um, uh, could be. Uh, I actually don't know what his walk-around weight is. But uh, I, I could assume that he, between fights, especially after a championship fight, he could probably get, get up pretty big. Because here's the thing. When you're at that level, you don't take short-notice fights. You never, ever Kamaru Usman is going to take a short-notice fight, right? And it's for multiple reasons. One, he got way too much to lose, and even the UFC got way too much to lose. Meaning that the whole you got to stay ready to get ready or, or whatever. Um,
0: like cowboy, right? right. Yeah, Kamal Osman is, is not
1: that guy because he's a champion. They need to market it, they promote, they need to put a lot of time and effort for him to fight so, this, so they can maximize their return on investment. So he's not going to fight for another uh, four or five months. He don't take short short, short notice fights. Um, I. I was kind of the same way although I was never as successful as Kamal Usman, but um I cut so much weight that I know I never take a short nose fight so I enjoyed my time off and and when it's time to get back on the grind I got back on the grind and I cut the weight and I always made weight
0: Where were you fighting out of originally
1: Uh I mean I fight I fought in many different organizations from the LFA Titan Legacy uh obviously I fought in Bellator you know I was What gym what, huh?
0: But what, what, like gym? What kind of region of this, the United States? In general. Right here. Oh, for real? I didn't know that. Victor <laughs> Evan May. Okay, the whole time.
1: The whole time.
0: Oh, I I thought you were like relocated here for some. No, I I, did, why, I I no, I did that. not
1: relocate. You gotta understand, I started fighting. Uh, my first fight I had uh, in January uh, two thousand nine was at the City Auditorium, Colorado Springs, oh, wow. downtown. Um, <laughs> like nice. i said i had to start training guys so i could have training partners no i didn't come from american top team in florida right. or in vegas or san diego well, nobody's from here well you no
0: know, well even anyways whatever do you do you think there's an advantage from being from like a mile high type city
1: uh i mean uh, you know i always wondered how good i could have been if i came from a gym that had world-class coaches and world-class training partners mm-hmm. you know I literally was like learning on the fly. Mm-hmm. I was training people to train me. Even yeah. when I, even even when I went to professionals, like I, I found a boxing coach. He was a boxing coach. He didn't understand MMA. He never done MMA. If I went to a wrestling, because I I wrestled here at uh, at CSU Pueblo, you know he was a wrestling coach. He didn't do MMA. Um, or so if I was a part of a gym that had these MMA coaches with these world-class training partners, I wondered how far I would have, you know, uh, improved. Now, it did get to a point after the UFC, I did start doing some cross-training with a gym in Denver called Factory X. Okay. You know, I, it, 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 it did get to a point that I could not keep training myself, right? So I did get with Mark Montoya from Factory X, and I did do some training. I was training with them maybe three to four days out the week, at the same time, I was still training at Victory MMA, still running my own gym. So I was going back and forth, driving from Denver and coming back and training in Colorado Springs, a teacher in training in Colorado Springs.
0: That's a grind.
1: Yeah, so that was a lot. Yeah. That was a lot.
0: But that was inter- it's interesting because a lot of people think, you know, I can figure it out. I don't need a coach. I don't need a mentor. I'm a badass or whatever. But like how much time you can save from Seeking out someone who's been there, done that, expert like yourself, I feel, you know, a lot of people, I just want to express the value of having an actual coach versus trying to do it on your own.
1: Yeah, you know, honestly, uh, I mean, that's the benefit of some of the guys at my gym, right? Uh, Especially someone like my son, Mm -hmm. you know, he has the benefit, like I tell these guys, I say, man, y'all lucky because y'all got it all right here. Like literally, I would have to drive to Denver to do my MMA training and kickboxing with Factory X. Then I have to drive to Pueblo, which is like forty-five. So Denver, so to give people a, a, a viewpoint, Denver from Colorado Springs is about an hour. North. North. Yeah. Right. So I would drive to Denver to do some MMA training and and kickboxing. Then I would drive to to uh, my college that I wrestle at, which is in Pueblo. That's that's about 30, 45 minutes south, Yeah. okay? Then in some days, I would drive to Castle Rock, which is 45 days also north, yep. to do some uh, jiu-jitsu training. Mm-hmm. Then I had to go, because my gym didn't have equipment at the time, then I had to go to like locally, 24 Hour Fitness to do some strength and conditioning. And then I'll have to go drive to my boxing gym, my, my, my boxing coach gym so like I'm all over the place going to multiple different coaches none of them communicating with each other so I will go to my kickboxing coach he will wreck me then I will go to my wrestling coach he will wreck me then i would go to my boxing coach he will wreck me and then and then the strategy of like the actual fight camp and the strategizing against uh nobody's communicating I had to put it all together Mm -hmm. so although I had uh, special uh specialized coaches it was on me to come out with my own fight fight strategy wow right and i was later on in my career earlier on in my career i didn't have, i didn't have anyone right so i tell my guys like yo you got it all here mm. you know what i mean and like you got a gym that you can work out in you we do boxing here we do kickboxing here we do jujitsu gi and no gi mm-hmm. even even mma grappling we do our sparring and i kickboxing. and now we're home in our fighters and you have a coach myself who actually been to the highest level of mma mm-hmm. once again i'm training with coaches none of them fought mma none of them fought at a high level of mma mm-hmm. you know so all of them was good and they and they uh, respective sport but never mma right so my guys they get to train coach spar roll grapple um with a with a person who've actually been to the top been through the grind and giving them you know everything and they don't got to go anywhere it's only one spot
0: yeah <laughs> and, I, and
1: sometimes i'd be thinking like you know because sometimes they don't show up they say coach i'm busy boom 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 and i'm like yeah i got it so easy and then y'all still fell like that y- y- y'all couldn't walk in my shoes
0: you gotta want that shit so yeah. bad that if you're underwater you would want oxygen that kind of analogy we talked about yeah
1: before. well well yeah exactly you know Um, that's the whole eric thomas uh the business guru you mm-hmm. know uh with the whole story about you know this guy went up to the, the the guru and everybody heard this story this is super old now but you know it's, it's still true to form even for mma all right so the guy went up to the business guru was like hey i want to learn i i, I want to be successful the guru <laughs> said come to the beach I'll teach you. The guy showed up, right? Okay. And the guru went in the water. He said, hey, man, come out in the water. And the dude was like, yo, I want to learn business. I want to make money. I don't want to get wet. I don't want to go uh, swimming. The dude was like, no, but come out here. So, like, he came out in the water. He's like, damn, getting wet. The guru was like, come <laughs> out a little bit further. Now the water's by his hip. So the dude's walking out. And he said, well, he's, yep. he's like, well, he's going to listen to the guru. He's like, I don't know why I'm doing this. And the guru was like, come out a little bit further. Now the water's up by his neck. So now the guru grabbed him uh, put them underwater, almost like drowning them. Yeah. And like, and then let them out. I was like, what do you want? Hey, bro, I want to breathe. you about to drown me. I'm about to die. He's like, the moment that you want to be successful, as much as you want to breathe, at that moment that you, that you thought you was going to drown, that's when you'd be successful. See, people want it when it's convenient.
0: Uh-huh.
1: They want it when it's easy, when it's not, when it's nice. But when you have to sacrifice give up your natural desires that's when you can see who's going to rise to the top because a lot of people will walk away Mm -hmm. now Eric Thomas E.T. the the hip-hop preacher he says that story way better than I can that was
0: really good I I I was feeling it and I thank you for telling it because I ruin it every time but the message about how bad you want something like when have you never ever like not gotten the thing that you absolutely had to have if you have to have it probably gonna get it anyways
1: well no it's more than that right because you could say you got you have to have it but like you know i have to have certain things but like we talk about life or death now yeah when you're talking about uh, breathing right oh yeah like if you was under someone was holding you underwater Mm -hmm. how hard would you fight wow to get some oxygen like think about that yeah you would fight like your life dependent on it. Yes. Because your life depends on it. Yeah. Right. It's not like ah, oh, you know, I ain't feeling good today. I think I'm just gonna drown. I'm just gonna let him drown me. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, my girlfriend broke up with me. I got a broken heart. So I'm not gonna fight that much. I'm just I'd gonna rather drown. Rather just be dead. Yeah. I'm just gonna be dead. And, you know, my, my 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 boss is is on my butt. I'm stressed out. I'm just gonna let the guy. No. No matter what you're going through, none of that is going to matter at that point. The only thing that's going to matter is you getting some oxygen. And you're going to fight your butt off to make that happen. And once you have that same type of work ethic, that same type of push to be successful, that's when you will be successful. You know the funny thing is? It's still not even guaranteed. Right. Yeah. Because you might get hurt. Like You could literally bust your butt and give your whole life, soul, energy... And still lose. I know, that's wild. Right. So here is the perspective you have to put, you have to put yourself in. And like someone like um Steve Harvey says this. Okay. It's a guarantee that you will fail if you never try. Mm-hmm. It's a guarantee that you will fail. Like 100 percent guarantee if you don't give it a y'all. That's a guarantee. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, if you bust your butt and do everything that you could possibly do to be successful, you have a chance. You might have a chance. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like what are it. we talking about? You, you know what I tell people? Just give me a chance, bro. Just give me a chance. Give me a chance and I will prove to you. Mm-hmm. Okay? Just give me all I need in life is a chance. Okay? But if you don't even fight for that chance, and you kind of just quit early, then you're a failure. And good luck with that.
0: Yeah, I mean, to each their own. And we all have our paths and everyone can't be the CEO or the coach. But maybe I don't know, we all go through levels. You yeah. know, I worked at McDonald's, we were both in the army, we were you know, being told what to do. But sometimes in order to become a leader, you have to learn how to follow, they say, sometimes. You well, know.
1: so listen, I think that when people say that, when you know, to, to be a good leader, you gotta know how to follow. Um, no, I, 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 don't, I, don't prescribe to that. Okay. That's okay. fair. I, I, I kind of caught myself as I was saying n- it, but. No, but let me, let me break it down. Cause I think that's a very juvenile way of uh, explaining what it takes to be a leader. It's not following, right? It's not following Like I'm just, okay, sir. Yes, sir. It's like, I see someone being great and I'm going to go behind them and I'm going to ask them questions. I'm going to learn from them, okay? Yeah. They're going to... I'm, I'm going to try to become a student of, a, of the game by, by, by learning from an example, yes. taking from their knowledge. Yeah. Even, even when they give me a certain task, I try to knock it out. I'm like, yo, this guy did this and he became successful. So it's, it's a proven formula, mm-hmm. okay? But I'm always looking for ways to make it better. Mm -hmm. i'm always the middle i'm always looking looking for ways to make it mine because just because you do it that way doesn't mean it's going to be successful for me Mm -mm. because we two different people two Mm -mm. different styles two different energy diets right i'm not saying what you did was wrong i'm just saying like i'm gonna take what you did and i'm gonna flip it to whereas it works well for me i'm not just gonna follow you and try to replicate what you did because that may not be possible
0: yeah don't just follow any old fool too like you want to look for people like you just said that are doing it that have made it and learn from them and absorb those characteristics they if you hang out with a bunch of losers you're probably going to be a loser well yeah they, they
1: they say you know um you know look at your five closest friends and that's going to tell you where you are in life mm-hmm. you know on um, but yeah you know you know when people are like man you need to you know in order to be a fol- uh, leader, you need to be a follower. I'm like, bro, I'm never gonna be a follower. No, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like you, you could scratch that. That's a great
0: w- way to, br- thank you for uh, explaining it. Cause it's just like a saying, but yeah. I don't think it's like broken down to it. In-
1: I will, listen, I will take in your knowledge. I will take it, I will respect your experience and your knowledge. And I will, like, you know, if, if, if you, you know, Mr. Miyagi and you say, hey, wax on, wax off, that's gonna help you with my karate. I will respect that and drill that. But I'm gonna ask questions. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna push it to the limit. And you know what, another thing I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go to other sources. You know what I'm saying? Like, like oh, it's sure. not, uh, like, I, I, like I tell my students, I cannot be your be all and in all for MMA. I don't know it all. You should be doing your own studies, doing your own practicing, doing your own drills. You could be reading books, You could be watching videos. Like, I sent my son out to Vegas to go train at Syndicate MMA to go train with some new different partners to train under some different coaches. Show where he's at, too. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah, whatever. like, like because, because, like, you can't all just drink from the same water fountain and think we all going to be great. Like, it's so much knowledge out there. Like, it's so much experience. Like, when I started, I was traveling. I went to Thailand. I went to Brazil. I went to Amsterdam. I went to Vegas. I went to Miami. I went to New York. went to California. I trained with the best fighters in the world. Then I had the opportunity to train at the ultimate fighter, right? So now I'm training with John yes. Jones. And, and then I'm training with TJ Dillashaw. Nice. And I'm picking up stuff from everybody. So once again, I don't just follow the follower because you just be a follower, okay? I follow to pick up and learn... And build my experience and make it mine, but I'm still being me, because I'm a natural born leader. You just you just are. You're not like I'm just not going to change that about myself.
0: It's like Jeet Kune Do yeah. a little bit. You take all the stuff from the good, the all of the best aspects of the different arts. You, you take what's that works for you. What
1: you you, you you take you take what's applicable and you leave out the the BS. Yeah, yeah,
0: well, yeah. No, yeah. I like kiai's. I people. You know like uh make fun of kia's but i feel like that can give you some extra power in a fight but you would know better
1: <laughs> no i mean it, uh you have they have different forms of kia's but i don't understand what you're saying people do like even in boxing you're going you'd be doing that pop sound or you do yeah. box you know what i'm saying people, uh-huh. you know whatever I don't and, know. you know it, it's, it's it's about breathing it's, it's about explosion sometimes you could Sometimes people use that to even like shock someone that they're going against. Um, I know, like in karate tournaments or, or taekwondo tournaments, I had a couple of friends. They would make those noises to show to the judges that they scored. Mm-hmm. You know, it, like it would like it will emphasize the scoring. Yeah, like, ha! Ha! like you saw that. Like I'm catching your attention. Uh, just by using those sounds there was a the
0: most recent ultimate fighter winner i can't think of his name right now he's like an indiany type of dude real cool i like him the ultimate
1: fighter winner or because of, uh, the recent uh the recent well-
0: one season ago it might have been two he's just you he, i can't think of his name but he does a lot of like yeah yeah and like and he's like Hoo.
1: oh are you talking about the mexican guy yeah I yeah yeah yeah, talking about, yeah 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 and he <clears throat> just and, fought about a uh, pilot and he lost yeah he did lose and
0: he, and he was doing way too much of that stuff yeah i was like dude i mean <laughs> that's, that's not gonna work you gotta yeah. like, win the fight this time but i really i can't think of his name I wish i could because he's i really like his energy mm-hmm. he's always he's real positive and mm-hmm. it was just it was a fun
1: yeah i i, I know exactly what you're talking about um you're right and, and and he did lose his fight and he was kind of like i mean sometimes you gotta like i mean i'm not here to judge him but like you know sometimes you just got to put that bs to the side and just bite down in your mouthpiece and fight yeah you know what i'm saying you could do the whole you know how all that stuff they're playing around so now you just got to go out there and crack some
0: yeah anything who is now my okay there's uh a... it's a black dude he he knocked out Ray Souza when he was like falling back kevin holland kevin holland yeah he was he was having too much i love him he was wearing our hat and stuff like yeah. this name anyways oh. um he you know he stopped all the talking a little bit mm-hmm. you know not too totally but like way toned it down because he's so I think he's really good mm-hmm. and uh that you know that can kind of you're not focusing totally
1: well yeah i mean it it, it was a little uh sick sick for a little bit it was like made him famous i know you know it especially awesome. it's cool when you when you do it and when you're winning yeah because everybody man he's talking and he's kicking butt exactly but when you're doing that and you're losing because then he went on the losing streak yep then it's like, hey man, <laughs> okay, now you're looking stupid because <laughs> now you're talking and losing. Uh, it's not as cool. Like you know, that's the funny thing is people will praise you when, when you're winning, you know, and you can do the same thing. You start losing, and then then they look to uh, ridicule you and judge you. So uh, I mean, for me, you, you do what makes you know what makes sense to you. Totally. But like at the end of the day, I, I just gotta say, stay focused on the fight. Like like when you stay focused on the fight, I don't think you got time to talk. And
0: there's that that like applies to life, you know, just like. Don't talk shit. Stay focused on the fight of life, business, whatever it is you're doing or trying to do. It's kind of funny when I play basketball. I'll be I'll be in the zone. I'll be doing my thing, and then I I have to talk some shit, and yeah. immediately it's bricks. Right. Like I can't hit anything. So,
1: I mean, if you're gonna if you're, if you're gonna talk about it, you gotta be about it, man. If, yeah. you're, gonna, if you're gonna go out there, I mean, you to put putting more pressure on yourself. But yes. like I said. Some people enjoy that pressure. And, you know, and, and we live in, a, in an era of, you know, clickbait. You know, you mm-hmm. know being, you know. Sensationalism. Yeah. That's going to get you followers. That's going to get you love. That's going to get you clicks. That's going to get you views and, and likes. And, and, and people enjoy that. I'm saying if that's what you're going to do, you better win. Exactly. <laughs> Don't go out there fooling around and lose. Uh-huh. You know, cause that's, that's the worst. Because then you look. I, would, I actually i would just think about a video when i was driving here right and i was wondering about this guy where is he now because he was in a fight it was a black guy and he was in a fight and he started to break dance in the fight and then he got kicked oh, in the middle gosh. of break he got kicked and knocked out Oh my god! and i was like and I, I i i don't know why his picture or his like that video popped in my head it has been an old video that been circulating throughout a Social media for a couple years now, and I was like wondering, like, where, where's that guy at right now? Like, like, I wonder, did he keep fighting? Because I'm pretty sure he took a lot of heat. Yeah, he got made fun of because he was like, oh, look, I'm too good, you can't. Talk. <laughs> Boom, he got knocked oh, out. Oh my like, god! And I'm like, how do you recover from that? Like, yeah. that's the epitome of. You out there bullshitting, yeah, and you paid for it. Gloating
0: never doesn't look good. That, hardly any time ever. And my wife, a lot of people like Patty, the baddie, and he's so annoying to me because he does, he's so he's too. Whatever. If you're winning, do your thing. And I like I like when some people do it. I don't like when other people do it. I like when uh, Shevchenko does her little dance when she wins. I mean, but
1: but but she does it. After the fight. Yeah. I mean, you can do whatever you want to do after you win. Mm -hmm. You win, you celebrate. But when you are celebrating or playing around and you haven't even won yet. Yeah. You know, like once again, like that's like Anson Silver and Chris Weidman. Yeah. When Anson Silver was playing around, he was like, oh, but then he gets clipped. Yeah, That's really, really bad. Yeah, Because you go home, you'd be like, if I wasn't playing around, I could have won that fight. Yeah.
0: I don't know how he ever lost. Anderson Silva was, in my opinion, the best fighter ever. I mean, John Jones is debatable, but Anderson was like insane. Well, I mean, he
1: lost like when he started to play around.
0: Yeah. Well, because he, but he was so dominant. I felt like he, and this is me making excuses for him, but he was like, I got, uh, this guy's got nothing for me. And then he got caught and then it happened again and blah, blah, blah. But, uh,
1: you gotta always like respect your opponent. Yeah. Respect the sport. You know, they'll, they'll, I mean, you see it all the time. You see some people get away with it, right? You start playing around like I don't respect and boom, they still win. And then you see other people play around with it and, and then they get knocked out.
0: Yeah, and eventually it's going to catch up to
1: you. Right, right. Yeah. So, like you said, respect your opponent yeah. and and respect the sport.
0: I love that. Respect in general, you know, it's like for the game. And the. I love fighting because it's so similar in my opinion kind of like to business if you put everything in mm-hmm. you have to put everything in to what you're doing if you're going to be fighting in a cage go all in. and if you're going to metaphorically be fighting in the cage of business you got to put it you know go all in or you're going to you can some people you might get by or whatever but i'm trying to just i guess for me i'm just constantly trying to make progress right you know? right
1: well it's so so when it comes to fighting a business and the, and the similarities it's it's you have to go all in, right? Like, you know what to say? I, I don't have a plan B, you know. I'm, Burn the ship. Plan B takes away from plan A. But it's about being adaptable, it's about growing, it's about learning, mm-hmm. it's about a work ethic. It's, it's so much that goes, goes into being successful. What you are talking about doesn't matter if it's business. Or sports or athletics, what you are essentially talking about is being successful. Yeah. Okay. And what are the key ingredients of being successful? Okay. You have a sickening work ethic. There is no one that that has ever been successful that has not bust their ass Mm -hmm. and worked beyond all measures, right? I, okay, some people you could you could make a slight argument they was born into it. Exactly like, I was like, gonna like, say that, like, but like, you're know, talking about somebody that made If it, I'm, I'm um... Donald Trump Jr. and I don't know why his name is coming to my and and exactly. my father was already a slight billionaire, and my father father you know hey, and you surround about a whole bunch of smart people, like so you the third generation uh uh multimillionaire. Mm, you know, okay, cool. But it, Outside of like being born into a lot, a lot of money and already a, a running successful business, the only thing you got to do is just not fuck it up. Yeah, right. Outside of that, you have to have a sickening work ethic. That's one. You know, you know another key ingredient to success? Obsession
0: for me, but continue. I mean, that's the work ethic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's failure.
1: Okay, yeah. Okay? There's no one that has ever made it to the highest level that hasn't failed in some form or fashion. For sure. Okay? Failure doesn't mean that you are not going to be successful. Failure just means that there are some things you could find tune And it's better to learn at a certain point than at the tail end. Mm-hmm. I'd rather fail early and often than to fail late when everything is on the line. I need to already have things dialed in and ready to go when it's time to go 100%. But I, I will never get to that point if I don't fail and learn from my mistakes and understand that like, I don't know it all. I understand that crazy things that sometimes out of my control could happen and I need to be ready to make adjustments. Right? A failure is going to teach you all that. It's going to teach you how to deal with people ridiculing you, like, oh, you're not going to be anything. You suck. Mm-hmm. How are you going to deal with that? Failure is going to teach you how to deal, with, uh, to, to deal with that and to overcome those obstacles. So you need a work ethic. You need... You need to understand the importance of a failure. You know, nothing you need? To surround yourself with people that, A, you trust, and people that are smarter than you. If you're the smartest person in the room, you're probably in the place that you're not going to grow. Yeah. You know? Like, I need people that's going to, like, that has the same passion that I have. Right? I don't, I, I don't need people that's, like, half-hearted, kind of, yeah, like, um you know, it's fun for them. This is a week. No, no, no. I need someone that's like they see the dream. Yes. Right. And 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 they want it as bad as I do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I also need people that's smart. Mm-hmm. Right. I I don't need people that's gonna just follow me, leech off me, and I gotta do everything.
0: I gotta tell you every single detail of what to right? do. Yeah. You
1: know, <laughs> as a business owner, uh-huh. when you hire someone, right, and you say, okay, this is your job. Okay, A, B, and C, and this what I'm going to pay you. That person comes comes to work, does a job, goes home. Okay, that's fine. That's right. what I hire you to do. But then that person starts thinking like, man, I want to raise. I'm like, okay, why do, why do you deserve a raise? Well, I've been coming to work every day, and I've been doing the job. Oh, so you just want to raise because you're doing the job that you was paid to do. Like, like. A person that get a raise is a person that actually does a little bit extra. Adds value. That adds value. Yeah. The job you doing is a job that I could get the next person to do, it and sometimes pay him even less. Right. Okay. So why should I give you a raise? Because when you say, check this out, this is this is a symbiotic relationship. We can feed off each other, right? By me paying you more, it's telling me that you are doing more. Yeah. I give you a little bit, you give me a little bit, mm-hmm. but, but you want me to pay you more for doing the same thing you, that you've been doing? Mm-mm. Where do I get my return on investment?
0: I know, it's so bananas. Like I want people to like you come in early, maybe reorganize the shelves, maybe you clean something I didn't tell you to clean, come up with a new marketing, marketing strategy.
1: Like, yes. and, and as a leader, yes. I would see that, yes. and I'd be like, huh. Trying to bring in more money or I'm shit. I'm like, you did that? Yes. Who told you to do that? You did it on your own. Exactly. That's when I started talking to the other boss and be like, you see you see John? He's out there working his butt off every day. We need to bring him on the team in the next level. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And and, and, and people don't understand that they 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 have that sense of entitlement just because they show up on time do the job that it's supposed to do, that we agreed upon, that it should get extra. they they, they owed something. Yeah. You know, so once again, so, hey, <laughs> ingredients to success. You need a sickening work ethic. You need the ability to understand failure, to accept failure, to learn from failure, to grow from failure, to want failure. Try. Go out there and put yourself in a, in a situation that, like, that's like... May not be like, you, you don't know if you're going to win or lose. You know what I'm saying? Like, like try. You'll, you'll learn something about yourself. And then you need to surround yourself with people that have that same level of passion for success as you do. Mm-hmm. Okay? And when you start adding those ingredients, and I'm pretty sure there's a thousand more. Oh, yeah. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Right? Uh, but you start adding those basic ingredients, you're going to find success. And it may not be the, what you initially envisioned on. Like, sometimes you got to pivot. Pivot. Yep. But you will find success.
0: I, I love that. And, you know, we all have ups and downs. So, if you have, like, a little bit of down, whatever, a failure, if you will, which you have to have. You just said that. But, like, you need to learn from that. I know I tried to start multiple businesses before Sheath. I was always relatively entrepreneurial and i may or may not have told the story before, but I had when I was 20, this idea for these keys and they were going to be like jewelry and they were going to be real fancy, fancy keys and like designs on them because keys are bland. And I, I mean, I don't know where I would come up with the ideas for pouches and underwear, crazy keys, but now you see keys like that all the time with your favorite sports mm-hmm. team on it or flower, etc. Yeah. I was thinking more like diamonds, more like, uh just a little bit m- more complicated yeah. than a painting on of a logo so i made it too complicated i this is what i learned from that venture um i made it too complicated so keep it simple sometimes yeah. you know and i had given up and when i gave up that was over you know i probably tried for like six months ran into some roadblocks it wasn't easy i just I had another job, you know, and it was do, going okay or whatever. So I quit and then life goes on. Four years later, five years later, I'm actually about to deploy, I think on my second deployment mm. and um, I w- was going to get like another key made. And I saw these keys that were exactly what I had come up with five years before in like a home depot and it felt like i got kicked in the stomach and that was a tough lesson to learn from the failure of quitting you know so i knew at least i learned the lesson on my next venture which was sheath to not quit yeah and like that was like the main and keep it simple those were two of my main lessons that i brought with sheath and and um because in some people if you're trying to invent something you know Different than coaching or what like running a car, like selling cars or whatever, you're trying to invent something or you had some you had this idea, but then it never comes out mm-hmm. because you wanted it to be perfect. Yeah. And it's maybe never will be perfect
1: or whatever. So just That's like my son and his music, man, and he's like, I was like, Yo, when are you gonna put out this album? You know, when are you put Oh, I wanted it to be perfect. I was like, You've been seeing that for like over a year and some change. Like, like, soon like you just got to put something out. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Something you just got to drop something. Like, like it's never gonna be perfect. And I understand, like, you know, artists is very critical of their own art. Yeah. Um, but on the same token, like, you keep holding and holding and holding and holding, and it gets to a point that it's like it just becomes old.
0: A lot of my brother, he owns like this record label. It's like a non-profit but he had a band, and he had his two musicians, and they put out an album and it was really good. It was great. And then they were going to do another one And the two band members, Nick and Roll shout out. They, they just, they wanted it to be perfect. And and it like never came out or like, I think they did release one other album, but then they tried to do solo projects never have come out Mm -hmm. a decade later. It's a decade later and there's no new uh, projects. Whereas my boy Steven, um, He just he raps these funny little raps and i think they're pretty good and uh he puts them out and i think you'll get better as you grow as you put stuff you learn like oh people didn't really like that or they did or whatever and that's a whole other thing whether you listen to what people say or do your own thing and follow your heart you know
1: i think it's good to uh to get some to get some feedback i think um yeah you know especially when you try to like and put out stuff for other people to consume. It's important to keep an open ear to constructive criticism. Even sometimes when it's not that constructive, sometimes it could be like, Oh, you suck. Uh, you know, I put uh, stuff out uh, and people, you know, on the internet gonna be people on the internet. Yeah. But, you know, every once in a while, sometimes you if you like if you get past your own ego, get past your anger or oh, I can't believe they said I suck <laughs> You know, sometimes you could actually learner learner thing or i
0: i'm like doing this for the years that we've been doing it i never really watch them back because it's kind of cringy it's so i feel weird mm-hmm. but every now and then my brother will be like dude you gotta listen to this one and he'll like make me listen to it with him and i'll be like that's pretty good that's okay and um, i want to be more entertaining which i think probably smoking weed all day, getting all burnout and like slow and like dumb, probably not the best thing for being like ultra entertaining, even though some people do it Yeah. and I do it, but not, I'm trying to like really just inches better atomic have this atomic improvements. When I smoke, I'll like just smoke less and like less often and whatever. That's my little thing. But I wanna be more entertaining I mean like I, I need a voice like your
1: voice <laughs> uh I mean like it's it's about like animation right you do wanna be like, i think I think yeah, smoking like it kind of relaxes you right, so you're yeah. trying to you're trying to be peppy with your with your with your content, but you're like yeah man <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you know it's all about being successful, bro, yeah, man and like, like it's kind of hard to because to, to listen to man you listen to people like eric thomas and like he's like his voice is captivated yes and he's telling me listen you want to be you want to be successful this is what you got to do and he's like he he's so captivating with his voice and the energy you're like shit, tell me I'm, I'm i'm here listening
0: yeah you're feeling his energy right and, tre- and i get i'm very susceptible to things like that whereas if i'm in a room it's all negative energy i'll feel it if it's super positive i'll feel that and i I like watching these seminars and people make fun of seminars. And I even have if, to the, to an extent, but I just watched this free one. It was Tony Robbins. It was on like YouTube. It was this, uh, Matthew McConaughey spoke, which was pretty cool. But, um, that energy I got from their motivation and I noticed they had this uplifting voice that is like, you could do it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I don't really, so that was, they all had it. It was a weird note of, you know, uh, observance like, okay maybe I could change the tone of my voice a little bit to be more excited. If I'm trying to tell something to someone that I want them to get excited about, like if I want you to buy sheath, you know, I need, I can't be just like all blase about it. Well,
1: I mean, if you can't do it, then yeah. you get someone I can. Yeah. You know, it's like, 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 you don't have to be the face no. of yeah. sheath. You know what I'm saying? Like you get someone things. that's like, that has that type of energy. Uh, cause usually like some people. People some people are born to do different things. Yep. Yep. You know, some people are the you know, the brains of the operation, some people are the face of the operation, some people are the legal part of the operation. Exactly. Some people are the manual label of the operation. You know, and as long as you get everybody who's just as passionate, just as gun ho that could play towards the talent, towards their gift, yes. then you're gonna have a successful operation. Right. It's when people stepping out of the gifts like, well, you know what? And I, you know, you, you're a good, solid worker that's very innovative with the operation of the thing, like, like the, the whole logistics of it. And now you're like, you know what? I, I want to be in front of the camera. Okay. <laughs> I, <it> I, <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. Like, but do you like talking in front of people? Do you, can you? No, but I, I should, be, okay. Can we, can you stick to what you're good at? You know, because when you live in your gift, Listen, man. Most people don't live in a gift. I love Steve Harvey he talks oh, about. I this. like that. Okay, when you live in your gift, it comes natural. Yeah, it comes natural and it's happy. I'm not saying you still don't have to work hard to make your gift better, but it comes natural. Living your gift, it's like it's like now you are fish in water, mm-hmm. right? And you naturally swim. Like it. Okay. And, and and sometimes it's hard, it takes time to even find out what your gift is. A lot of people know what their gift is, but they t- they, they, they tend to like downplay it. Man, your gift could be, like Steve Harvey, he made the example, cutting hair. Mm-hmm. Right? You a good barber. You study it, you love it, it's fun for you. It just comes natural. Good hand-eye coordination. What are you doing with it? oh, I'm just cutting my, you know, my people's hair in my basement. Nah, man, yo, you're wasting it. Man, you need to be out there promoting your gift, marketing your gift, letting people know about your gift, giving away free haircuts, like, guaranteeing people, like, yo, you're going to love this hair haircut or your money back. Like, you need to be taking your gift that you was blessed with and maximize it. Mm-hmm. Not like, oh, I mean, I'm, I'm just making a couple extra dollars with this. You know, I just cut a couple, you know, I cut my cousin's hair, you know, you know, a couple of my homeboys here. You know, Bro, you are good. Right. Be the best damn hair cutter. Be the best damn burger flipper. The best damn car washer. The best damn whatever that you can possibly be. And you never know how how that can grow. I've seen people go from, like, um, being the employee, just, just getting a job, to not becoming the owner you know or a franchisee yeah. or the the the, the CEO of the business you know what i'm saying you found your gift and you worked your butt off yeah living your gift bro
0: living your gift speaking of gifts uh, Elijah Smith yeah the son yeah he was just he was like the champion of t- uh, Colorado Combat Club right and but he just turned pro mm
1: mm-hmm. and so that's exciting yeah, yeah, um, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, just moving up to the next level. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, that was always the goal. You know, we train as a pro, so it's time to, like, I mean, the problem with it being an amateur fighter, especially for someone like Elijah, like, it was just hard to find fights. Mm. You, we literally had this kid, after he won his fight, call out Elijah. <laughs> he won his fight, and uh, Elijah was there in the building because we was cornering, we was coaching, you know, one of our guys. So the guy was like, "Well, you know, Elijah told me he needs a uh uh um someone to fight, I will fight him in the middle of the cage." We ran down there, he was like, "Yo, we'll take the fight. Set it up." Right. "Set it up, we take the fight." Like we already we told the promoter, "We'll take the fight." We told his coaches, "We'll take the fight." We told him, "We'll take the fight." You call us out, you open your mouth, Let's go. Right. When it's time to sign contracts, they were like, nah, man, uh, that's not a good fight for him. You know, we'll come back. Like, because we was going to say, let's do it as a pro. Like, okay, he he, he don't want to do it as a pro. Like, you know what? Elijah would do another amateur fight just to fight you. True story. Right. They turned us down. Like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You open up your mouth, call my son out, and then when it's time to do it, now you say no? Right, man. We ain't got time for this, man. We, we don't got time for these Colorado amateur fighters. They ch- they're trying to cherry pick. They coaches trying to make sure they get the good fight, the the marketable fight, the fight that's good for them. In other you know, words, it's someone that they know they can beat. Pad the record, type. Pad the record. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, hey, bro? I get it. Yeah, I'm for sure. I get but... it. It's the business. But then shut your mouth.
0: Right. Just t- look, put your head down. Man. You know what
1: I'm saying? Don't 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 talk tough. Yeah, that's weird. And then when it's time to be tough. You don't sign on the dotted line. So we was like, you know what? This time we're done with this. We just gonna go we can go pro, we can going sign with Fury. Fury could get some guys that's out of state. There's obviously Colorado guys who wasn't trying to fight Elijah. So so we so you know, that's what we did. That's that's a big move. you
0: <clears throat> what what weight class is he in?
1: Yeah, he's a banner weight, he's one thirty five.
0: Okay. So he would fight T J
1: T stop yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, mean,
0: it's weird to think. Sometimes you look at the guys that are fighting, and then you look at the sore. champion, and you're like, "Holy shit, you got to beat that dude!" Like, O'Malley, I guess, is 135. Yeah. But then who's the champ at 135 right now?
1: Oh, uh, 135 is um the black guy. Oh yeah, Aljo. Uh, yeah, Eljimur. the Master.
0: Uh, and he, he said Peter Yawn and TJ. There's a lot of. So it's it's like.
1: I mean, we don't look at those guys like a potential opponents. We saw early in the career. By the time we get to the UFC and get into tighter contention, those guys should be like, damn, they're retiring, right? And he
0: will have been elevated over those, yeah, you know, five, however many
1: years it took, but, you know. But 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 we look at them, we study them, like that's where we want to be. Like that's the level. That's that's the technique we we need to be at. You know what I'm saying? We need to proficient. We need to be proficient like the way they are.
0: What is, did he do like call, uh, high school or college wrestling? No, he's only 20,
1: but uh, he's 19. Actually, he hasn't turned 20 yet. But no, he did high school wrestling. He yeah. made it his state, his junior and senior year.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's just, you want that base. I hear I'm not an expert. Yeah. I tried wrestling. That shit was whack. I quit after like two days, but I also didn't really understand what I was getting into. I kind of walked in to tryouts, like on a whim, like, oh yeah, let's go see what this is. And I was like, this shit mm. is fucking hard <laughs> yeah well
1: i mean that's what uh you know that's the name of the game man like like no one ever said fighting was going to be easy but like you said you didn't know what you getting yourself into
0: yeah i kind of you know shoulda coulda woulda because i put all my energy into basketball and that didn't really work out either but I, th- I all the hard work and effort towards whatever goal you might have especially when you're young just give it your all you know try fail if you fail you'll find out oh, that did that didn't work for me i need to go try something else but in the process of developing that sick work ethic you can carry that on to your next career and i did that like from basketball to selling weed we'll say to i got a temp job at a corporate office and then i made it to like the senior level payroll person and then i hit that peak of payroll and then i've joined the army you know did re- really pretty good all things considered um and then from the army to here mm-hmm. and and look how i'm surrounded with fucking excellence people in the highest level in their field gilbert smith
1: Yeah, i appreciate it yeah, yeah. <clears throat> i mean same here and same here like you know um uh you know working hard and pursuing my dreams is just something that just that came natural to me like i just i just never gave myself an excuse i never said like i can't do this because of that i'm i always said how can i do it yeah you know what i'm saying how can it get done yeah and from there i i, I just built from there
0: yeah if anybody can do it you can do it All right if this guy over here sitting right next to me can do whatever mm-hmm. i'm i can do it and henry ford or somebody famous once said if
1: whether you think you can or you can't you're right <laughs> yeah well you know um saying the word i can't doesn't do anything it, it, it doesn't help like like if, like if something doesn't work out let's, like let me find out you know what i'm saying i'm not i always say i'm not gonna beat myself you know what i'm saying like like you know it's like a fight you know when you go into a fight i'm going to the fight with the intentions i'm going to win mm-hmm. i don't want to fight myself and fight my opponent oh my god you know yeah. cause that's what it is in life you're going to fight life you don't want to have to fight yourself in life life is enough to deal with mm-hmm. okay you need all of your energy going in the right direction and not having to have this self-doubt oh this self-defecating um uh mentality no you want to believe in yourself and go out there and attack life with everything you have
0: yeah the mental battle of you doubting yourself or whatever weird mental loops that you might get into just makes it that much harder but then you might need to see a therapist yeah therapy's good (laughs) yeah it's like coaching for the mind to maybe help you see things a little bit more clearly we're doing we're going to be wrapping it up here and i really appreciate all your time yeah we just had this dude go down to greenland which is like iceland right it's like the icy one and He swam underneath a 70 foot deep glacier in sheath only 28 degrees, which is sub freezing. Somehow it's still not frozen and they shot this sick commercial. It's going to be coming out and it's all in support of like men's mental health. So we have like a thing with that with sheath and me in general Patton, um, you know, try to promote. Check. Get yourself checked out. I've had, a lot of my friends have taken their own lives due to just whatever weird shit that life you were just talking about. It's yeah, hard. I yeah. mean,
1: um, I, mental health, especially. Now I can speak from in the sense of you know, in the black community, you know, we don't we don't put enough emphasis on our, and um and our mental health. Being a black male, you, you know, me. you know, you know, growing up, you know, in the neighborhoods um, I grew up in, nobody never talked about mental health. That wasn't even a term. You know uh when other communities you know they go and you know go see a therapist and to us it's like what? you gonna see a therapist? what's wrong with you you know what i'm saying we like talk down on it you know <laughs> like 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 you weak you can't handle it and um and the truth is man like you know training your mind is no different than training your body like you got to give yourself the opportunity to fine-tune and and deal with like the stress of life because man You know how Rocky said, you know, life will beat you down and leave you dead permanently if you let it.
0: He's such a a wise, wise man. Yeah,
1: Rocky Balboa. (laughs) Let me see
0: here. Um, Man, this has been a good one. Yeah. I really appreciate you coming on here. That's, uh, you know, you have this powerful presence and energy that I want to... I wish I was coming to the gym more and I don't want to make any promises and I, cause I'm not going to do anything, but yeah. <laughs> he's like,
1: I don't want to say I'm going to be there. Cause I already know that I'm not, I, I get that all the time, bro. I get that People like, Hey man, I'll I, I be at the gym and then they don't show up. I, but it's, I never take it personal either.
0: Please don't. And, uh, just know that it was, I, it was, it's a great gym, I highly recommend Victory MMA if you're in Colorado Springs or in the surrounding area. I've been to many gyms. This is the most like legit, professional, motivating. You have all the people around there doing it with you, sweating, and then you get the fun part of like the hitting the pads and depending on what class you go to. So can't recommend this, this place enough.
1: Yeah, that's where I just came from, man. Like I what like right now, my shoulders are so sore. Like uh, when I go home, I got to ice it right now. I just like, it's so tense right now. I, well, yeah, I appreciate putting, it. Ice it, put some cups on it
0: okay well thank you so much for coming here even though you were you know just coming out of practice and stuff
1: yeah so, hey bro I, I i really appreciate everything you do i love the sheaf like i'm wearing sheaf right now um and the fact that you sponsored my son um uh, thank you like he's seeing like he's been working so hard but he's seeing the fruits of his labor he's seeing people supporting him beautiful and that is motivating yeah, Like he doesn't want to let anyone down. He can't promise that he's going to be the next whatever. But one thing he can promise you is that he's going to work his butt off and give it everything he has.
0: It doesn't help. I mean, it doesn't hurt to be a handsome young man or whatever. <laughs> let me show you this thing, though. I just, um, And then we're going to wrap it up. I, we've been trying to get our people to do reels. Yeah. And this guy, I don't know if you know who this is.
1: Oh yeah, Yusuf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I train so, with him. Yeah, exactly. He's yeah.
0: he's kind of coming up.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's in the UFC. Uh, <clears throat> uh, I train with him. at factory X. Yeah. He's yeah. He does fight this weekend.
0: Yeah, and he's but he's doing a sweet reel. For,
1: right. I'm trying to get everyone to do the reels. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. I got you. Right. I I I, I helped my son. Look at yeah. That. He's in the in the, I guess Vegas. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not too sure where this fight is going to be at, but um. Uh, I mean, Yusuf is a good guy, man. He's one, he's a, he's a Moroccan. He's pretty loud. He's quick to talk trash. Me and him always talk trash to each other. But, uh, yeah, he's a good guy. And I've seen, like, a really good, dope video. Yeah. And, uh, um, and, and these are things I do. Like, yo, my last video I did on Instagram, listen, it did 8 million views. Shut up. Right? Or, like, it's right now sitting at, uh, 200,000 likes. Nice. Yeah, uh, um, you know.
0: Reels have been getting that extra algorithmic whatever. Yeah, yeah. So we've been noticing
1: a lot of positive. Yeah, eight eight million views. Oh my God, let's uh, watch it real quick. Uh, yeah, it's a quick little one. Oh, I saw this one. He was yeah. about
0: like he was like, get off me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's gay or yeah. something or well, what?
1: Well, yeah, you know, like <laughs> so. Just to address that real quick, first of all, jujitsu, wrestling, grappling is, is you not a gay. You know, it's not a gay sport, right? Of course not. And, and I understand that video is supposed to be satire, sarcastic, but I do understand how we could like semi-promote homophobic thoughts, okay. right? But that that wasn't my goal. I just thought it was a little bit funny. It was funny. And um, and I but I understand how people could like you know get the wrong idea, right? So a first of all, I'm not homophobic. I don't care what your that's sexual cool. orientation is. You come to my gym, we train it. Doing yeah, do You know, yeah. Uh, do that's you. one. <clears throat> Two. Jujitsu is not. I, I, I don't even know what you mean when you say that's a gay thing. It's, it's like the
0: like, most tough man sport there is. Right. Yeah.
1: So so get past that. Get past your whole what you think gay is, what you think is homo, whatever the case may be. Um, And and I apologize to anybody, you know, that offended. I was trying to make a funny video. Yes, I did it for the gram. I did it for the likes, I did it for the views. That's actually actually very successful at it. Maybe too much successful because like it did go on a lot of positive stuff me but also a little bit of negative stuff so once again i apologize if i like if anybody yeah. got offended but yo it was just a joke
0: no negative intention it's all yeah. love yeah. and yeah the jokes i love a good joke um you know comedy whatever it's a it's in a weird space but i think we're kind of people are kind of like okay let's just laugh yeah let's just Let's yeah. just have some fun because shit is getting too fucking weird out there. Yeah, you
1: just got to be able to like uh, enjoy life a little bit. Yeah, and
0: we're going right. to go do that. I'm going to go to a soccer game tonight. You're going to go and do something with your girl, I think. <laughs> I got to
1: go back to training. Oh, shit. I got some more people to train.
0: Okay, well.
1: So, But all right, brother.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Again, Robert Patton Global. This has been another good one. Peace.